So there you go. So that's how I know those stats. It was fun. All right, but anyway, <laughs> back to the real stuff. Um, we're back in the Beatitudes. You guys don't have them memorized. Work on it. This one uh, that we're going through this week is Blessed are the Peacemakers. Blessed are the Peacemakers, for they will be, ch uh, sorry, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's good news, yeah? yeah. Who's going to fess up first of being like, I don't like to be a peacemaker. I love conflict. I search for it. Watching it or watching it? <laughs> Anna, both, all of the above. We thrive on it sometimes, right? Dude, I, if I'm being honest, I like watching those videos where there's road rage. I love those, dude. There was the most the <laughs> most recent one I saw was the guy on the golf course. Have you seen this one? And he rips his shirt off, dude, and is like, <laughs> and starts like, I don't know what he starts mouthing, but it's like, all right, there's something in me, right, that sometimes doesn't like peace. But. <laughs> It's true. You should see me and Miller before bedtime. We don't like peace. We start taking laps around the family room. You know, we put uh, sometimes we've got our dance playlist that we put on. So we got purple hat and rumble and pump it up on that playlist. And we don't stop running around the house until those three songs are done. Okay. So Madison can't stand it. It's not very peaceful. Because she's like, oh, Miller, let's just, you know, we're just going to, you know. And I'm like, "Wow!" right? <sighs> but then there's moments where I do really, really, really love peace. Like here. Like when we're right after worship and, you know, it's just like that still time of just like, ah, this is peaceful, right? Or I lived all, I moved all the way up into the forest so that I could be in peace. So that there's, I don't, I, mean, I don't remember the last time I heard a siren. You know, I don't remember the last time I heard anything, <laughs> really. So there's some of that that is in me that is just like I love that. I love peace. If you were to define peace, how would you define it? Calm. Calm. Stillness. Steadiness. Okay. Keep going. I like these one words. Some of you guys get way, way too profound, and you're just like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Keep going. Keep on giving me some one-worders. Huh? Contentment. I like it. Zen. Oh, man. Catch a vibe. Is peace an emotion? Quick answer. It's a state. It's okay. It's a what? A lack of conflict. Okay. And I this this concept of peace is is kind of interesting, you know, because we we know that scripture where it's like a, a a kingdom divided cannot stand, right? Or like you're in my translation, you're either a Christian or you're not. Okay. You either believe in Jesus or you don't. And there's things that are at war inside of you that 
make that a hard thing to come to terms with, right? Just like, well, hold on. I thought I was Christian, <laughs> right? But why is that in me, right? Dude, I, I struggle with this because I'm on the road a lot. I drive a lot. It's pretty much what I do for a living is drive. And I listen to a lot of sermons. I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of different things. And when I do have worship music on or if I'm feeling super spiritual and, you know, doing that kind of thing and have worship going or a sermon going, I find myself like somebody cuts me off. I still act the same way if I didn't have it on. Right? And I'm like, why is that in me? You know what I mean? Why does that take place in me? Why is there that frustration in me? Right? As you guys know, Miller's been having a hard time sleeping. And, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than a kid who's laying in his bed saying, I want some milk. I want some milk. I want some milk. Over and over and over again. When you're trying to say, hey, man, it's cool. Let's go to bed. Hey. And he doesn't listen to you. Right? There's something that it's like, oh, man, there's that frustration that comes on to me. And I've got to leave. I've got to leave the room so I don't flip out. Right? No, I, I'm, I promise I don't hit my kid, okay? But, like, there's something in me, right? Or, oh, I know, heaven forbid me and Madison get in a conflict, right? I know, we fight. <laughs> we do. It's fine. We're two humans. She has a mind, okay? Hello? Okay? Some of you guys think, oh, I get married and everything's good. Not, well, hold on. <laughs> Your wife still thinks. <laughs> and so do I. And we're both very strong-willed, which is good. But there's something in that, right? It's like, okay, well, I want to be right more than I want to be united sometimes. Did you hear me? A lot of us feel like it's more important to be right than it is to be in unity. Does that mean that I come, that I, I don't know, recoil on truth? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But sometimes it's just like, hey, I care more about you than me being right on why the sky's blue. <laughs> right? Or why this is the way that it is, or whatever it might be. What have we sought, sought for unity more? And I, I believe that as, as we kind of study this, uh, this beatitude together, this peacemaker mentality of being a peacemaker, it means finding unity, right? And I think oftentimes we take this in a sense of Oh, well, I need to be in unity with the world or with the worldly culture. And to some extent, yes, but to the other extent, no. And what I mean by that is I can't be in unity with somebody who doesn't believe in truth. Yes? I can help try to reveal truth and try to help reveal what it means to be at peace and, and the reality of peace. But in the same breath, I can't be in full unity with a culture that is in much opposition of what I believe in. So what I want to talk about tonight specifically, and this is the foundation that we're going to talk on, is unity of a group of people who are in a room like this. Unity in the church. Unity of the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. Yes? Can we talk about that tonight? What it means to be a peacemaker in the body of Christ. Because our end goal and what happens when we are a peacemaker is we become, or, or, we, are, or we are named children of God. Do you see this? Yes? Okay. So.
And I think it's really interesting. I mean, and I'm sure I would say this in five years, and I would probably said it five years ago. But frankly, there's there's a lot of I don't know tension and conflict in the bride, right? <laughs> in the church, there's a lot, <laughs> which sucks. It sucks. Let me just be real, right? I think we're up to close to 450 denominations at this point, which is like nuts. <laughs> Assemblies of God who believes in what? You know, like there's all these different denominations and like even that, right? We could talk, I, I could have a hour long conversation about the church down the street and why I don't believe in what they believe, right? And you could do the same thing. Or we could pick on some, some churches in Texas or pick on some churches in California and piss, piss uh, I said piss. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> piss on some churches and whatever, right? <laughs> we, <laughs> we can do it. We can play the game, right? But at the end of the day, how many of you know that they still believe Jesus died and paid for their sins? Yeah? I don't have to necessarily believe that, oh, they're Calvinists and I'm Arminius, so I can't even talk to them, right? Oh, they're, they're pre-trib and I'm post-trib, so I can't even talk to them, right? Oh, they, they're way too into like politics and like end time stuff and wah, 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 right? We can find bad in anything, yes? Right? We can. We can find conflict in anything. But blessed are the peacemakers. And this can be taken, again, political, racial, and the church. Okay? All three are sad, but the one that hurts me the most is the division of the church. It sucks. Especially to be a pastor in the midst of it. Right? Because my reputation takes a freaking hit every single time there's division in the church. Every single time. It's like, oh, you're a Christian? Right? All of this. You know, I was at a work lunch. Um, lunch. I was at a work lunch um, this week. And all of a sudden, the table turned into, let's bash Christianity. And they know who I am. <laughs> they know where I stand. Right? And they didn't know. It's not like it was malicious by any, any stretch. They really like that I'm at their company. I make them a lot of money. Right? But it wasn't malicious, but it just turned into that. And it was just like, oh, Christians suck, dude. What are they even doing, right? They're sending my kids home with a handprint with a psalm underneath it. And I, it's just, what are they doing? They're just shoving it down their kid's throat. Okay, well, it's pretty innocent, but whatever, right? I understand that we live in a fallen world, but we shouldn't be in a divided and broken church. I understand a fallen world, but I, I do not understand how we can be so jacked up as a redeemed people. I don't. Am I going to hash that out in front of you today? No, I, I, I can't. But will I, ta I, I, I will say, um, I, feel like our, I feel like the bride's pretty ugly right now. I feel like she's more sexy than beautiful. She is, right? Yes? 
how sexy can I make church? Am I allowed to say that? Why are you guys acting like, come on. Huh? Oh, that's like, okay, why is the church prostituted instead of beautiful? Right? We're trying to make it so attractive to a fallen world instead of a group of people who just want to behold the king. Right? I mean, you could put 20 people in this room and they would complain about how long worship was tonight. Some of you guys even do. That's okay. You don't offend me. I'm, I'm going to stick to what I, what I do. But there's even that. It's like, well, hold on. Isn't, isn't the whole point of church to minister to the king? To minister to our husband? Isn't that the whole point of it? How do I, how do, I do this? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God. This sounds great at first read and first glance. But also it's like, well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a part of me that says, sign me up right away. Sign me up. I want that. But then there's a part of me of like, well, do I have to, do I have to compromise? Do I have to like affirm what other people do? Do I have to just turn a blind eye to what other churches do or what even this place does? Right? Or to what Lex does? Do I turn a blind eye to what he says? Are you hearing me? Are you getting what I'm kind of talking about tonight? Does that make sense? Okay. So I want to kind of properly define what a peacemaker is. Okay? Um, the dictionary defines a peacemaker as a person who brings about peace, especially by reconciling. And my rule number one is that you can't use the word peace in the in the definition, so it doesn't really help me. So peace is freedom from disturbance or a time period of no war or a war being concluded. That's peace. And we know what make means, yet. Yeah, hopefully. You build something, you make something, you put together, yes? Go after it. So freedom from disturbance. So it's not a feeling. not a feeling. It's not something I can really chase. I'll say emotionally. It's actually a reality that I rest in. It's a reality that I'm in. Yes? So when you say, I don't feel at peace, there's something bigger going on. It's not an emotion. It's something that's actually taking place either around you or internally. Yes? It's a state of being. I can't convince myself that I'm in peace. It's something that I attain. It's someone who I meet. And I think of this biblically, when, biblically rather, when peace came, the war ended, and it was concluded. So who, who's the Prince of Peace? Do we know? Jesus? Jesus is the Prince of Peace, yes? So what's that mean? What's it mean to be a prince of peace? Hmm. What's it mean? It's not rhetorical. It's that all 
Okay. Cool. Be an advocate. I like that. Okay. Okay. Cool. What else? Okay. Interesting thought. Yeah, I think that's a little stretch, but I like where your brain's going. It means he is part of the royalty of the state of being at peace. That makes sense? What does that mean today? Right? When there's a prince in 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 a, in a royal line, right? means that they're next in line, depending on when they were born, right? Next in line to a king. Yes? So it's kind of weird because he's the king of kings, right? Well, don't think too hard into it, okay? <laughs> okay, most of it's kind of a, almost a poetic picture. But it's an inheritance kind of in, invitation into what it means to be at peace. Okay? So when he's saying, I'm the prince of peace, I am the prince of peace, uh, it means that he has come, and when he has descended on an area where our entire world's been at war, yes? We're, we're, we're supernatural war, let me say it that way, yes? Darkness against light, yeah? When he came, he concluded that war. He said, game, set, and match. I stole the keys. I've got, I've got permission. I've got authority over this area, yes? Does that make sense? So the war has ended, right? And that's why we sing, death, where's your sting? And we, you know, we, start talking crap to, <laughs> we start talking crap to the darkness, right? Like, where are you at, bro? <laughs> yeah, right? We've got the keys for now, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, you guys aren't in a good mood. Um, but that's why we start doing that, is we start you know, talking-ish to the other side, right? Because we are redeemed. We're the ones who won. Yes, we are victorious because he is victorious. Yes, right? It's nothing that I did. I just, I just joined the team, right? I, I jumped on the bandwagon, right? <laughs> That's good news, right? Maybe not for you guys. It's huge news. So when Jesus came, the war ended. It was concluded. So why then do we need peacemakers if he already concluded the war? Why do we need peacemakers if he was the one who came and concluded it? Is Jesus talking backwards or out of both sides of his mouth? No, of course not. He knows that our flesh is still very, very combative. Yes? And it's our decision to say, hey, I don't agree with you guys 100% theologically. I can guarantee that right now. <laughs> right? So you guys believe in some weird things. And that's fine. Right? And that's okay. You know? Some of it will preach. Some of it won't. Right? And that's okay. And I probably believe in some weird things if you were looking at me. Right? We were to put it all on a piece of paper. Great. Whatever. What? That guy's weird. Right? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we focus on the fundamentals. That is where our unity begins. Yeah? So it's funny, girls, here's a, little, here's a little glimpse into guys' group that happens on Wednesday nights. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes it turns into debate club, 
Oh, man. Sometimes it turns into debate club. And it's like, okay, well, who's right? Right? And sometimes it can get pretty heated, dude, right? Sometimes, you know, egos fly and, oh, well, I've experienced this. And you're, you're, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. No, right? It doesn't get that bad. I'm just joking. But, right, sometimes it can turn into that, yeah? But guess what? What the cool thing about that is, the same dudes keep on showing up every single week. Right? They're like, all right, you guys believe in some weird things. Right? But like at the end of the day, we just want the Lord. How bad do you want the Lord? Or are we looking for excuses to leave a place? Because I think a lot of people are looking for excuses just to leave a place. Just to say, ah, I'm done. Right? If that's your reality, good luck being married. <laughs> good luck, dude. You're going to have disagreements every single day. Every single day. It's like, whoa, you guys, you and Madison are pretty rough. <laughs> no, it's just the way it goes, dude. Look at your parents. They've had disagreements. It's okay. They still love each other, hopefully. Or they gave up. That's the reality. Yes? So what's more important? Being right or being in unity? What's more important, being right or being a peacemaker? Again, this doesn't mean, oh, well, I want, I want Daniel to feel welcome. So I'm going to go out of my way to affirm his sometimes weird beliefs. Right? I'm just picking on Daniel because he's here. Right? That's not fair. Right? Peace can only be achieved when we look at peace. Well, what does that mean? Peace is a person. Peace is a person. His name is Jesus. Yes? Isn't that beautiful? I can only achieve peace with a bunch of people, whether it's this room, the pastoral team, whether it's the other weird group, you know, whatever it is, right? I can only achieve peace if I am looking at peace. That means I have to have my eyes fixated on him. I think oftentimes in our application of this is I want to be at peace with a person, so therefore I, my eyes are fixated on Noah so that I can be on, in peace with him. You hear me? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. That either means that I compromise or he compromises or at maybe even to take it to the very far extreme that he turns into the one that I am acknowledging as peace. Are you hearing me? I can literally, if, if Jesus is our mirror, he's the one who needs to be reflecting back to us so that we can reflect him properly. Yes? Okay. Peace can be only achieved when I look at peace. So if he is peace, then how can I lack it? How can I lack peace if he is peace? <laughs> I feel like I'm spitting everywhere when I say peace, dude. <laughs> Try saying peace this many times. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of spit. 
exactly. It's a me issue. Right? I know. I know. It's like, oh, man, I got another issue now. <laughs> Put it on the board. No, I'm just joking. Right? <laughs> right? If he's peace, then I can't lack it. It's not a Jesus problem. He's never the issue. How many of you know that Jesus is never the issue? Right? Even though we can try to paint him that way. And sometimes, uh, this will, maybe this is a different message, but sometimes even the devil's not the issue. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes we just blame the devil. Say, oh man, you suck. No, it's you. It's you. You suck. <laughs> You're the issue. Right? Get over it. <laughs> right? It's like, dude, you're hanging yourself, dude. Come on. Like, we've got we to gotta figure this out, right? How do I be a peacemaker if I don't know peace? It's not possible. I can convince myself. I can convince myself, oh, man, I'm Mahalo, right? Or as Reese said this morning, I'm kosher, dude. <laughs> that was so funny. He was like, that's so funny. <laughs> that was so awesome, right? But, like, if I don't, I can't be a peacemaker if I don't know peace himself. I can't, right? Just like this is the same way, like, I can't truly love you unless I've experienced the love of God, right? I can manufacture love. I can make you feel that I love you. And I can convince you really well, right? Manipulative piece of crap. I'm just joking, right? I can convince you. That's the way it goes, yes? But. If I don't know love, I can't ever show love. If I don't know peace, I can never be at peace and, and go, go after peace. Does this make sense? Okay. This is cool. In Greek culture, they would send out ambassadors called peacemakers. Oh, interesting. Okay, so here's a little culture for you. Okay? A little culture, a little Chick-fil-A sauce. When they would hear about a quarrel or a division in the Greeks, they would send these folks out as a, re as a representative to install peace into an area. Okay? So, when Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, in this sense, they're being a representative or an ambassador of Jesus. Almost sending out to heal divisions and heal wars. Isn't that cool? What a mantle to stand on, yes? What's, what a cool thing to hold and live my life in as being an ambassador of peace. Again, not convincing people that they, that they can be at peace or that you're at peace with somebody, but literally a state of peace because I know him himself. This makes sense. This is only done by Jesus and Jesus alone, and me actually submitting to him. Yes? Me knowing truth. It's me actually hanging on every single word that that man said. Yeah. And wanting it more than anything else. A holy heart is all that I want. That's all we want. All we should long after is being at peace. Instead of picking on the bride itself, saying, I want to be at peace with them. I want to see them for what the work, what work they're actually doing that's good. Right? Can you do that? <laughs> or is that like, well, Lex, you can't you can't throw out the bone but eat the meat? Well, actually, 
How many of you have eaten a bone? <laughs> My dog eats bones. Right? Like, come on. Do you get it? Sometimes we can take on the good stuff. Where we can all come to terms with saying, hey, I, I agree on that. That Jesus did die for my sins and did rise again and did send his Holy Spirit to be with me. Yeah? But then, wait, Lex, what about tongues? Where are you at on that? Well, hold on. Do we have our fundamentals in place first? Okay, cool. Then we can actually talk and have an educated conversation about tongues. Right? Well, Lex, what about, what about healing? Well, yeah, I wrestle with it too. I do. All right? He's healer. He's, he is. But man, I've been waiting on one. <laughs> right? It's been a long time. It's been a long, almost two years. And it sucks. And I'm still waiting. So yeah, sometimes it doesn't make sense. But remember, Jesus died. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are free. There's beauty in that. There's 39 lashes. That's the way it goes. He paid for it. Whether it's reality today or when I die. I'm healed. Isn't that good news? Can I be at peace on that? Can we come to unity on that? Right? Well, Lex, what about the Calvinism versus Arminianism? One saved, always saved. Or the assurance of salvation. Well, hey, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You can, I, I could talk the doors off with you the, theologically. That's, let's do it. We can do it. But at the end of the day, if your affection isn't on the man of Jesus Christ, I have no business having a conversation with you about it. Right? There's no point. Because then it's just a, who, ah, never mind. And then it's just a, uh, who's smarter? Right? I don't care how smart you are. I care about how much you are infatuated with the man of Jesus. You get it? You get it? Because if you grab this, oh, you'll be like, wow. He is beautiful, and it will inject an awe and wonder back into your life that I feel like has been kind of quenched out because we're afraid of what so-and-so is doing down the street or so-and-so is doing down there. Like, how are they representing Christianity, and how, are they, how am I being represented as a Christian, and do I need to combat that? Ugh. Right? Do people have started entire ministries and churches to combat other churches? <laughs> what? That's so weird. That's so weird. Oh, yeah? You're all word? Cool. Well, I'm all spirit. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Go get in a room together and figure out how to make both happen at the same time. Right? Because <laughs> that's where I want to be. Don't you? That's what a peacemaker is. Does this mean, oh, well, I, okay, I got to go seek this out. <laughs> okay, I got to go to so-and-so's church and I got to go seek this out. No, just be a peacemaker. It's a reality of following Jesus. That's it. It's a reality of following him. It's a reality of being in love with him. It's wanting to see people in awe and wonder of him again. Yeah? When's the last time you were in awe and wonder of the king? When's the last time? Think of it. Was it emotional? Or was it just you driving to whatever, and you're just like, whoa, I'm overcome by his beauty? Was it your last quiet time? You're just like, oh, man, I'm glad there's no big drums and big lights here, <laughs> right? And it's just him. It's just me and him. 
you get you get what I'm talking about? We need awe and wonder again. Because that's the only way you can be a true peacemaker, I believe. Yeah. Because the reality of it is blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. They understand where their inheritance is. They understand. How do I say it? They understand who their family is. Does that make sense? When I'm a peacemaker, I will understand who my family is. If I'm a peacemaker with David, and I'm bringing out the best in him, in, in him being a peacemaker to, to each other, I understand that he's part of the royal inheritance that I'm a part of. And I see him through that lens instead of, ugh, whatever that might be, right? I don't have that beef with you, just so you know, okay? We're good, <laughs> right? But do you get what I'm talking about? When I'm a peacemaker, I can understand who family is. I understand, um, I understand the bride of Christ. <laughs> I understand what the church is supposed to be doing. And I see them, right? Takes one to know one kind of thing, right? <laughs> you get that? It takes one to know one. So, hey, be a peacemaker so that you can truly understand who your, who your family is. Peace is more than a feeling. It's a person. It's a person. If I seek out just a feeling of peace or try to make somebody feel, it won't work. It won't work. Because you're literally, help, you're, you're essentially a drug dealer. You're trying to turn them into being dependent on you for peace instead of pointing them to Jesus more. Okay, I think that's it. Let me see. Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and to be thankful. Philippians 4.7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. All understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The reality of peace is a beautiful thing. We need, to, we need to meet peace before we can ever start trying to be a peacemaker. You get it? And it's an invitation. It's truly an invitation into family. That's it. Right? And you're like, well, my, my view of family is pretty jacked up. Yeah, I get it. I'm with you but this will reconcile it. This will bring clarity to it. This will say, okay, I need to lay down that thing, right? I need to lay down that wound and see them for who Christ sees them for. Yes? Doesn't it sound better? <laughs> Doesn't it sound nice? Right? It sounds really nice, especially like when you're sitting around the Christmas table, right? 
some of that could be some somewhat awkward, right? Me and my mom are at odds, right? It's the way it is right now. But it's up to me to say, okay, do I, <laughs> do I want to reconcile this relationship or not? You get it? I need to see her for how Christ sees her. I need to see all of my family for how Christ sees them. You, it's a real reality. Are you with me? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. It's a good one. Good? Okay, let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can, we can just take one verse and just gnaw on it and, and that, it, that it, there's enough in it of itself. So Lord, I pray that you would, uh, you inject, that you would inject an awe and wonder into each and every single mind and heart in this room, that we would be a people of peacemaking and that we would want you more than anything else so that your realities would ooze out of us. Yeah, Lord. Thank you for your redemption. Thank you that you are our firm foundation that we get to stand on. May we be peacemakers. In Jesus' name. Amen.